Hi, men and babes. Hi, hi. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> welcome or welcome back to Owaji Has a Podcast. My name is Owaji. I'm podcaster in chief of this thing we have going here. And I will be your host for the evening. I like to say that I'll be talking to you for the next 10 ish minutes, even though we both know that it's not going to be 10 minutes. And yeah, we're just going to be going through some journeys in my head together and let's see how we feel about that shall we (sighs) i think first i would like to appreciate like everybody that listens especially on a regular basis and i say this because um i believe last week after last week's episode i was talking to my older sister who lives in the uk and she talked about how so now she has two sets of people in her community that listen to me the first set is her colleagues who live where she lives work where she works and all of that and they listen <laughs> and this one shocked me like they listen to my episodes on a speaker in the office which is the craziest thing and they talk about how like it just relaxes them and i fought when she told me that i fought not to feel pressure because i'm like wait what <laughs> what is going on uh, i guess i don't know i don't know i don't know <laughs> but that's good news and i'm excited for the growth um i guess i now know where those uk impressions are coming from or at least part of it and then the second group is her so my sister right from when she was in nigeria she for some reason had a strange affinity to italians i don't know if it's the food i don't know if it's the language i know that when she was in university and she's much older than me by the way significantly so um so when she was in university i was like in primary one (laughs) or something but i do remember that um my first introduction to the concept of spanish was because of my sister and i know that spain and italy of course are very different but she i guess liked european languages early and um she was fighting to study spanish um as an elective in the university or something i don't know if my dad eventually agreed i shall know that she tried to come home and give us some spanish exposure failed woefully because i know that what i learned at the time was definitely not that language um but yeah (laughs) you know so even when she was here like she had italian friends this is much when she was much older of course after uni after all of that like when she moved out started living alone all of that she had italian friends so i think she was already exposed to their cuisine and all that so now that she's in the uk she has a group of italian friends that live i, I believe in leeds and they're very same thing very big on food very big on just the same you know vibe or whatever and i guess you know the thing is when you're abroad especially when you're abroad and you're making friends with the non-natives of that country so for example for some reason i don't know if this is just my experience but from what i've seen and what i've experienced a lot of foreigners like to bond with other foreigners so even if you know it's not somebody from your country there's just this thing interesting about like comparing cultures comparing food comparing accents comparing all of that that you'd most likely not even do with people from the proper host country itself and i guess that's what my sister was doing with um these italians so she'll cook them nigerian fried rice they'll cook her their mende mende that has 
you know italians have a million and one rules by the way and if you're listening to this hi um this is no shade i just i'm very fascinated by you guys they i have so many rules like oh you don't eat seafood with this oh you don't put the pineapple on the pizza and then they do their hand i wish you could see me there's this thing there's this hand gesture and it's so interesting because i've never seen a group of people more strict about how to consume or cook their food as italians are and stuff so you know my sister they're her friends or whatever and i guess she makes one of their accents. They make fun of her accents. So when they start listening to my podcast, you know, maybe they'll be listening and they hear me pronounce a word the way she would. And they're like, oh, Vanessa, you speak. Oh, I've said her name. Damn it. <laughs> but they're like, oh, you speak like this. This is how you say this word. Da, da, da. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's always so interesting. So when she told me, I was just laughing and I was very shy. I couldn't respond um but yeah i just thought it was fascinating that was a very long intro um but i guess it serves well because i think i'm going to be talking a little bit about just my family and childhood and how i grew up and what i miss and what i think i want to recreate for my children when i have them so yeah this was a good beginning i guess yeah, so um, I'll tell you why I'm doing this. Yesterday, one of my favorite creators ever, Salem King, shout out to you if you ever get to listen to this, or if you just happen to sneakily listen every Friday. Um, so Salem is great guy, one of the most consistent creators that I've been exposed to, and he's just great. I've been listening to, I've been, I've been following him since, um, uh, I don't know, maybe 2020, I believe, or 29. No, I, I was following him before I moved back to Nigeria because I remember one of the things I was most excited about when I moved to Abuja was just the opportunity to see people like Salem and just the people that I had already fangirled so much and even, you know, eventually start to work for one of them. <laughs> so, yeah, I was excited and stuff when I met Salem, but that's not the point. The point is I've been following Salem for a minute and just seeing his growth has been incredible listen incredible i don't know how else to say it there's this thing with me i'm very ashamed of being an amateur at anything i think it's very embarrassing especially because and this is like i mean i may be wrong i don't think i am whatever just in my experience i feel like there's an age ish to be amateurish at some things and huh I know this might not be real in the real sense of it, but for somebody that grew up a gifted child, I was very, um, <laughs> I was, I expressed a lot of intelligence and just skill early. So two years old, three years old, I was reading billboards. I remember when I was like in nursery one or something and I had read this, I'll never forget the billboard. I had read this billboard somewhere on my way to school and it had written um or it had read Cetraco Star of the Nation. And so I went to um <laughs> school and you know during break I was eating and I was just like ah oh, Cetraco Star of the Nation and my teacher's like ah oh, where did you who told you? And I'm like, Oh, I saw it on my way to school and she's like, You could read that. I'm like, Yeah, and I think I was about three years old at the time. And I mean I was very I don't know i don't know if it was a natural intelligence or i was just in a place where i was taught well but 
it, it, it made me a star for lack of a better way to put it. My, like my parents were very just intrigued by me. And I remember back then, of course, there's no promise that was no made. We'll send you to school in Cambridge. We'll send you to school in Oxford. So I was just so used to being like the best when it came to, you know, stuff like that, which sounds very proud. I promise you it's not because it now came with a lot of pressure when I got to places where you're, especially when I realized that with, I mean, I was still in those classes where with minimal efforts, you can um start or you can you can excel and do you get what i mean like i was not a hard worker i was just brilliant and stuff and so i was able to get away with a lot of things even without trying very hard i remember in school i was very shy but then the one time that my teacher convinced me to sign up for the debate team and just do a thing for i think it was like interclass or whatever and I was like, no, I don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. I'm shy. I'm shy. But it was never because I couldn't. It was just that, oh, I'm shy. And the moment I did it, knocked it out of the park. And everybody was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then I never did it again. Or was it time that I went to a um, summer camp that I literally had just heard about the day before? And um, gosh, I had literally just heard about it the day before. Um, I think my parents went to say hi to my cousins. This was when I was like in SS1 or something. Parents went to say hi to my cousins. They had just come in from Port Harcourt and the campus in Abuja. So we're like, oh, let's go greet them, da da da. And we just went there and there and then they told us about the camp. And that day, my father was like, yeah, you guys are going there tomorrow. <laughs> so we went and I, me, I was just there like enjoy. I genuinely didn't care much for what was going on. Like I was just excited to make friends and be out of the house because I didn't go to boarding school. I was just excited, and for some reason I was paired with like a good group and I did the presentation and I came back home with a laptop, and I had I think at the time like my older sister didn't have a laptop yet stuff like that. So it was just like oh my god, oh she has a laptop like this is so great. So I'm just used to doing stuff i remember when i wrote an essay from my for my school that i really didn't want to write and i was just like you know what whatever and i wrote it and like winning prize school honors trophy this like stuff like that so i i i, I was not a hard worker at all and i dare say that if i was i would have excelled a lot more but then, you know, I was used to, my point is I was used to getting stuff. So when it came to, okay, school, you get to uni early, you do this, graduate at this. I remember then, my God, growing up, my father didn't let me hear the end of it, that he expected me to have a PhD by 25. I'm, 26. I'm like my brother in Christ. And he had it all mapped out. He's like, first degree by 20, master's by 21, PhD by 25. I said, my brother, Shay, what we can't do is chill. But then that did something to my mind because I now feel like 22 is a start, a starting age, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like there's a grace period to be an amateur at something. And it doesn't, to me, I'm not taking into account whether it's something I've done before or it's something that, you know, I'm just trying to learn for. The, I just feel like it's embarrassing, like as big as I am to come outside and be an amateur at something which is such a very bad like thought process because this is not now even about chasing excellence this is just about looking like i have it figured out which i don't always 
but i'm so like embarrassed at the thought of starting especially outside and everybody can see me and it just happens to be that a lot of my expressions are creative expressions so unfortunately they would have to be outside so i'm just here shaking in my boots um i said all that because i've been watching Salem since like he was not as great as he is now but even then like i thought he was pretty great and it's now that i'm looking at those throwbacks and i can see the growth but then genuinely like, i thought Salem was amazing and long story short Salem posted a video yesterday talking about you know um <laughs> There's this song, looks like we made it, look how far we've come, my baby, whatever. And he was like, oh, context or concepts, sing this to your inner child or your past self as opposed to, you know, a lover. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is crazy. And then he's now posting like the different stages of his life from what looks like nursery time till now and just singing this song. And he actually, he actually sang the song. It was actually a cover of the song. He actually sang the song. And like. I cannot explain that I started weeping. I started shedding. It, it was so embarrassing. Because, like, you know, and it's, it's not all those cute cries. It's just like, oh, wow, I've really come so far. It was like, Katai, my nose, instant headache. I couldn't breathe. I was crying. <laughs> ah. I'm like, what is going on? Because for some reason, and the thing is, my brain works really funny unfortunately i don't remember a lot of things just randomly and so when there is a trigger which is why i write because when i write and i read what i've written in the few like you know after time has passed for some reason i'm transported back to the exact headspace and environment that i was when i wrote so that's why i like to capture things unfortunately i'm not a picture person and so I've lost a lot of pictures. I, I have almost no pictures of my secondary school days. Almost, excuse me, almost no pictures of university. Even like post-uni with my friends. I don't have as much, you know, memories of that as I wish I did. So, but for some reason, when I was looking at this post that this creator had made, and I was seeing all of his time stamps, stamps let me call them that, I could exactly picture where i was at those ages in my life i remembered myself in nursery school i remembered kano because i did nursery school or part of it in kano i was born in worry moved to kano when i was two years old then moved to abuja when i was four years old and so my earliest memories start from kano and you know so i'm looking at a picture of Salem that looks like he's very young like maybe nursery school time and i'm thinking oh my god kind of and i'm thinking i'm remembering the playground i'm remembering our house i'm remembering you know taking those night walks i'm remembering the first time night walks with my sisters of course never alone i'm remembering the first time i ever saw them roast a whole animal and it was a goat and i thought it was a dog i'm remembering just <laughs> very random things but i'm remembering them in color and clear picture and then you know seeing primary school and i'm remembering see everything every stage secondary school i'm remembering social night i'm remembering what i wore the pink top or social week i was not a border so social night was for borders i remember the pink top and weird pencil skirts with the bow and where i packed my hair and how i never really felt in and how i'm just remembering like so many things and i'm remembering especially so for me i think Salem was celebrating 
I mean, amidst other things, career growth. So for me, that wasn't even what I celebrated the most. I think I celebrated just, uh, you know, one thing I, I thought about after was I would have loved to have an older person like me when I was younger. I would have loved to have a me when I was younger. And that ex- that, that was what I celebrated. That was what made me cry. The fact that I had grown into a person that I know that younger me would have felt safe with. Through some of the things that, you know, she went through and there was nobody and this is no indictment on the adults that were around me but there was nobody that she felt like she could trust with how she felt about you know stuff (laughs) i don't want to come and do tmi on the podcast but yes um that was it so i just thought that i have grown into somebody that i would have felt safe with and i just i felt so relieved relief was the primary emotion my goodness i felt so relieved that i was like we're miles away we're we're listen we're worlds away from like where we were we've really done it i mean still very much doing it because there's still so much to you know go but jesus christ man I was like, we really did make it. Like, we really, we're, when we really, did, we're not afraid. Like, we are, wow. Huh. This is so interesting. And I really thought, I'm like, okay, everything that I was, ah, ah man. You know, there's, there's so, there's no way to say stuff without saying stuff. But I am just so relieved that, you know, and of course, there's still work to do. There's still residual work. But I, it made me think like, do you know what? We've done good. And it made me think of parenting. And it, of course, it made me scared because, you know, there are things that you do, like you're just having a bad Tuesday. But to the child, there's something that they never forget, ever, ever. And so your memories of raising them are predominantly good and their memories of being raised by you could potentially be not so great and it's just like i am afraid because it's like huh how do i reconcile knowing that i've come so far with knowing that i still have to be Because, I mean, it's going to be a long time. It's probably going to be in adulthood before my child sees me as a distinct human being. You know, they're going to see me as mom. And they're going to be, they're going to expect to be protected by mom. We're not relating as equals now. And that that, that is something that scares me. Because since I have grown and since I've become self-aware and since, I'm I'm talking about like my late teenagers now since i started becoming self-aware and since i started do, being intentional with just like self-discovery and you know growth and intentionality i've only really ever related with other adults or other people my age or older i haven't really had the opportunity to shape a person's not even just mind but like honestly life to put there's there's no other way to sugarcoat it's like parenting is shaping a person's life 
and so it just it just again just makes me afraid like okay yeah you know how far you've come but when it really is you know when you're held up to it have you really come that far <laughs> or you know is it is it good enough of course it's very easy to say things in theory and have concepts or whatever but you know and i was talking to i think my friends about how the reason that you know i have felt some fear i mean now i'm married and every like probably not yet but in time it's going to be like oh why why are you having kids and i feel like a lot of people that i know now are waiting intentionally because it's one thing to be with your partner and you can have like a 95 percent success rate in terms of how clearly you communicate your emotions how blah 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 but like that that five percent is still there and you can maybe lose it or flare up or do something bad but you're dealing with another empathetic adult that will also have their five percent probably and so at the end of the day it's you you receive more grace from a partner than a child some people think it's the other way around they think like oh children are also forgiving and they are but (laughs) then it gets to a point where they they really stop forgetting and once they stop forgetting it's bad because um (laughs) yeah it's not great I don't know why I'm saying all this. No, I do know why I'm saying all this. Yes, because I was reminded of your, my childhood and then it made me think like, yeah, great, we're good. And then it made me think, wait, I am now like at the mommy age. <laughs> I officially can actually legally be a mommy now. And I'm like, huh, this is, this is exactly how cycles repeat themselves. When there's no intentionality about getting out of certain environments and headspaces and mental models, and even sometimes when there's intentionality, but there's no success, it's how patterns repeat themselves. And so my prayer for you and me and us right now is everything that we've learned to not waste and that we don't go from one extreme to another extreme. And our parenting is guided by, oh my God, by the fatherhood of God, because this is something that has influenced like i'm not now thinking oh, all the things that i didn't do i'm going to give my child the opportunity to do i'm i'm not trying to raise them you know when they come as a project it's more like i've understood the fatherhood of god i've understood how god handles our disappointment i've understood how even though we have like even though he's sovereign and he knows what is best he gives us free will but even in our free will he's rooting and moving and shaking and doing everything that we can or everything that he can rather to guide us right so a child of god makes a mistake or does something flat out horrible and god's reaction is not don't you know you're making me look bad why are you staining my whites don't you know how much i've invested in you god's reaction is this is not who you are this is you like god's reaction is not you are embarrassing me which is something that a lot of us are used to god's reaction is this is who you are this is how to be better restoration always his 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 thing is always restoration above shame 
God. When I understood this, I was just like, man, ha, it's such a test. And I guess the time for testing will soon come. And I genuinely pray that we're ready. So yes, fun times. <laughs> we're just casually raising individuals now. Oh, oh, soon. And yeah, all my married friends, please go ahead and have your children because I don't know why people are that, that got married much earlier than me are not having kids. It's like, you guys, there's a rooster. Go ahead and do your thing. <laughs> but yeah, excited for all of us. And I pray that we all win because this is like great stuff. Um, Yeah, that's it, guys. Um, Fun. Thank you for listening. This is long. I hope you like it go ahead and share if you do like it i i like to receive um you know when when you're listening to the podcast i guess somewhere pops up where they ask you oh, how did you feel about this episode and or what did you think and you guys actually leave these comments and i can't post them because they're just meant to there's no share button on them but i'm excited reading them so if you do see that question and you do want to reply please do it gives me endorphins thank you so much <laughs> and i'll talk to you next friday bye